Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Everything Hurts, a podcast covering everywhere the life sciences meets the biological sciences. My name is Dr. Dan Quintana from the University of Oslo and I am joined here by my co-host, Dr. James Heathers. Hello, James. Hi, how are you? Things are good here in Oslo. It's still hot since we spoke last. It's fantastic. I don't know if fantastic's the right word. Is it not awfully strange that things are very hot in Oslo? Yeah, it is a little bit actually. You know, where I went, I spoke to someone about. Um, I was saying, oh, gee, I wish I had a fly screen, and they looked at me a bit, a bit weird. And then I explained, <laughs> I explained the, um, the, the the concept of. I was thinking oh, it's a terminology damn. thing. Then I explained the concept of the fly screen, and they still look at me, just puzzled, thinking, "Why would you put a screen on your door? Why wouldn't you want the fresh air to come through? It's just, it's not a thing." Well, I guess there is only a few weeks of the year that flies and other insects are actually a problem. Mm. Yeah, I suppose so. It's not exactly sandfly central, is it? <laughs> no, not quite. Not quite. So today we are going to be talking software and coding. Mm. I'm yeah. bad at coding. Are you? Yes. But don't you, don't you do it a lot? Yes, of course. But when you say bad, you still get the job done. Or yes. You, I'm yeah. just saying I consider myself to be a uh, uh, an amateur. Okay. Um, my code is is bad. It diverges a lot from the professional examples that I see. Um, it confuses computer science people. I send it to who are mm. very uh very encouraging but often sort of uh uh they're a little bit uh they regard my work sometimes as a bit special needs i suppose <laughs> but um, you're talking both style and efficiency and yes. all that kind of garbage yes exactly all that kind of garbage and that <laughs> perfectly encapsulates the point and the point is that um you don't uh you're not coding in the service of someone else's problems a lot of the time if you're going to write in any language to solve scientific problems a lot of the time it's to it's to its own end mm. you're not being someone's going to put you in and go all right there's a problem you need to solve it in this particular way uh i expect you to to possess these skills you say well there's a problem that needs solving and the coding will fit specifically to the, the the problem that's my decision and if it's too difficult in the moment it's outside my area it's something that i can't do either i go and get someone else or i do it myself mm. now because an awful lot of problems are very simple uh, there's an awful lot you can solve yourself with your bad code yeah so i'll give you an example with people in a um we were in melbourne of uh, some years ago and they were in a very heavy duty uh life science lab. I can't remember what they, they, they did. It was, um, uh, they had one of those amazing, uh, super, super broad array patch clamping things where they, you're, they're doing 96 cells at the same time. Mm. Um, and one of the people was very proud that the, the, some engineers had written their utils that allowed them to, they control everything in MATLAB. Mm. And it was easy to understand. And, I looked at it and, you know, I was even worse at putting any language together than I am now. And I looked at it and thought, oh, this is relatively straightforward. I started talking to the guy 
We talked for uh, talked about it for a while, and after a few minutes, he, he went, Oh, oh, you understand it very well. Oh, you understand it about as well as we do. Yeah, you could work here. And I went, Wow. <laughs> That's an interesting sentence to hear. But he was, it wasn't yeah. trying to be disingenuous. It's simply the mm. matter of when you, when you have a little bit of skill... You really get onto the whole uh, Pareto principle on the, on something like this, the whole eighty twenty thing. Yeah, you know, a, a, a tiny amount of ability that's reasonably embarrassing by normal professional standards has an enormous amount of utility. Yeah, and I've continually I... found that in a lot of contexts. There, that's my introduction. I found that to be the same thing, um, particularly in, in in my circumstances, learning how to do coding within R. That that first sort of speed hump getting over that initial uh mm. difficulty took ages but then once you get there you, you get to a point where you have you know you can serviceably do most things out there but then you have to work a lot harder to get to that final 20 percent. and it's enough to kind of communicate with other people and they know what you're doing they might kind of go oh yeah yeah you did that oh i wouldn't do that um oh, gee you know is, um, is there a stack overflow for matlab is there a what Stack Overflow, you know that online. Sort oh yeah, of, uh, there's a there's yeah. a there's a shitload of things. Is are they yeah. not? There surely there are MATLAB things on Stack Pro, Overflow. Um, sh- but the yeah, MathWorks yeah. the MathWorks website also has a lot of uh, its own its own stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a uh, you know I think Stack Overflow is for is for everything surely. Yeah, yeah, no, but I think they have um, special sort of areas for R or MATLAB or different uh, different coding languages. Yeah, you just um, you just tag it with whatever language. And I think that that's been the um, you know, I've been using R stats because I've been switching from SPSS, and that's one of the biggest differences between the two languages or just between the two pieces of software, is that the support for SPSS is horrible. Uh, if you go to the IBM website, I don't know how you how you navigate that. It's just it's really bad. Uh, when you search for stuff, you know, there's a few things online, but then compared to that, R stats, the community is just incredible. Be um, yeah, Python is similar. The online yeah. support for MATLAB uh, also has the benefit of it's been around for 10 years, so people have been solving the same problems over and over again. Yep. Um, but the community in Python is excellent now. Um, the, the, the problem often is uh, that when, when you're starting... To solve individual, strange, quirky, technical problems, people are interested in the viability of the language and the the novelty of the problem. So if it's, you know, the 400, how do I fix this problem with this loop, this vector, this basic thing, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, um, when you ask those questions, I go, oh, that's just, you know, that's, gonna, that's not going to get garner a lot of responses. So... Yeah. They're more useful when you get to past the basic functionality. Um, you know, it's the way people are interested in it in a community sense. Then um, mm. they're going to be interested in things that have benefit to everyone, things that are, sure. have yeah have a broader interest. So you know, I've seen a few people. Ah, how do I do basic thing? And they answered, you know, look, look, read the fucking manual. Um, start there. <laughs> Solve your own problems. Or you, there's some really, really good online resources for this right now. I've been trying, I've been struggling through just because I don't have the time. Um, there's an introduction Python? to Python course. Um, we can put it in the link, um, and it's uh, it's great. Um, I th- 
Yeah, I, I think might I know the one you're talking sent about. It to you, I'm not sure. Um, but this lab that I'm looking at, nothing confirmed. We will have a good long talk about that when yeah. uh, I can tell you one way or the other what's happening. Um, they will do a lot of stuff in Python. So okay. I can't. Are just... we talking stimulus presentation, experimental yeah, stuff, everything? Um, everything. yeah, there's a probably probably mostly analysis. Interesting. Okay. Uh, it it remains to be seen, but um, I'm getting the impression I also got to move away from MATLAB because no one fucking uses it anymore <laughs> in the sciences. It's just uh, well, let me just say no one. Signal processing the... types still. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very handy because of all the toolbox stuff. But I mean, all of this. All of it's gradually being ported out and replaced, and there's lots of mat to pie sorts of functions. Yeah. Um, anyway, look, uh, the, the in the sciences that are not the computer engineering, uh, information tech sciences. Um, I was writing about this a while ago. It was like the the mun the, the you know the 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 land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the land of full professors working in Excel, the man with shitty loop heavy code uh is is doing is doing reasonably. Um but look, it's uh how how important would you say learning to manipulate any language is for the scientific process? What's Super. it changed for you? What's it changed? Yeah. Uh, the biggest change for me has been that I can actually firstly replicate my own work and also secondly automate my own work. Yeah. Save, saving myself time. Uh, one thing I've been doing now is actually automating how my um, results, the output of my results. You know, we spoke about your grim your grim preprint, which is out last episode. Yeah. And a lot of these errors were purely just stupid, uh, but honest. Oh, a lot, of it, a, a, lot of it is, um, a lot of it is bad data management. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the ways you can actually secure that you're not going to make those errors is actually um, standardizing and automating how you export your work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So one thing I've started to do in R is... Yeah, um, I mean, if you're... If you're copying things between spreadsheets or some shit like that yeah you know 21st century please yeah mistakes mistakes are going to happen if you're purely you know copy and pasting or just reading what it says on that one screen and and, and transferring another screen but by using r markdown i've actually um been able to export uh, all the results either in table form or in written form and it's excellent and then if a collaborator goes oh i think you should try this analysis then it's a matter of just going back to the code, tweaking it, and then the output comes out a little bit different, but at least it's all standardized. That has been a massive change. Hmm. And also also just the flexibility of R. With SPSS, you can do a fair bit of things. You know, you can you can tweak what you're doing with stats, but the flexibility that you can get, you know, mashing together two, uh, two packages and getting the best, the best bits of one, you know, actually looking into the package and pulling out the code. Um, it's, do you, it's, do it's you like SPSS? No. I mean, it's what I learned in. Does anyone um, does anyone like SPSS? I don't think anyone likes it. I think um, people use it because that's just what it was taught in undergrad. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I've been systematically replacing all the things that are in SPSS, uh, all the functions. I'm in the process of thinking. All right, ninety nine percent of what I do, as far as analysis is concerned, is handled by four or five. (laughs) separate things and you always end up clicking on the same boxes it's got all this functionality that you never ever really need yeah. um 
So, I before this episode, I asked you to make a list of uh, all the software that you used. Now, I'll tell you, like in the replacing SPSS, um, I'll say a bunch of things that I use, and yeah. you can tell me if they're on your list. Go. So, for basic descriptive statistic things that are not well, the actual. I mean, um, it it doesn't matter, really. Mm. Um, but I would get them when I do graphs and image management stuff, for which I would use GraphPad, and then I will mm-hmm. export from GraphPad to Illustrator. Okay. How do you do? Uh, how do you do images? You probably use R plot, whatever it is. Yeah, ggplot two in in R. That's okay. how I'm doing images now. Um, for basic, uh, basic t-test extremely straightforward stuff um i will use jasp now because it's extremely straightforward i would use either jasp or r yeah yeah for anything even slightly more complicated like let's say a repeated measures anova with a covariant mm-hmm. um I would probably use... I would probably go back to MATLAB for something like that now because the statistical packages are relatively straightforward. I think JASP does that. Um, with, with They they do include covariates for repeated measures. I'll, I'll double-check that. I think they I do now. I don't think... Okay, maybe I haven't updated my software. Also, I haven't had to do one for a while. Um, if I was going to do regression, I would probably still use SPSS and hold my nose um, <laughs> <laughs> or that also comes out fine in graphpad yeah graphpad it's it's interesting like they, they do they do really good graphs but then you can also do stats in it as well who, who to, basic, who yeah look basic scientists are very fond of graphpad because obviously they need to they think of things in terms of making figures i need to communicate a specific thing i need to make a figure i collect data for and analyze and make a graphical representation of what I do. So that's mm. why GraphPad is extremely good if you've got things like enzyme kinematic analysis, et cetera, et cetera. That's all, that's all in there. Like saturation I, binding, that's in there. Um, it's I less good it. for medical statistics and shit like that, but uh, yeah. it's, still, it's still okay. Do you ever use Igor? No. Um, it is good. Uh, it's very good. Um, I have it, but I don't have the occasion to use it. If I had to do more, uh, if I had to do more data handling stuff, more generally, um, mm. if, if I had a job doing analysis, I would probably use it quite a lot. Uh, okay. The only problem is when you Google it, you will get the noise artist, Igor. <laughs> Nice. Uh, at least you will if you're me, and there's probably forty thousand heavy metal related searches. So I always get the um, uh, I, <laughs> the noise I artist, the, the guy. Yeah, he's uh, he's oh, he's wonderful. He's wonderful. I mean, he's mental, but yeah. he's the right kind of mental. Um, so the yeah. good thing is, I, I, I've been able to um, previously. The only thing I was using SPSS for was uh, linear mixed models, but now I've finally learned how to do this in R. There you go. So the only reason I'm now using SPSS is to uh, is to open old data sets that I have, convert okay. it to a .csv file, 
and then close the thing. Okay, so you're doing everything in. Oh, I can do that in MATLAB with. A, yeah, that's a, that's one line. Oh no, there, there are there so are. Do you use um, can... Do you use any Adobe software at all? Occasionally, I'll use um, Acrobat Pro to do some PDF stuff. Yeah. Um. For. Yeah, that's about it. Illustrator. No. Uh, how do you design a poster for a conference? I use Canva. The okay. website C A N V A, absolutely brilliant. Is it? You can yeah, you can Good use tip. templates. It's free. There's a zillion oh, templates. I think I um, love you, Daniel. Um, yeah, you, this yeah is okay. Because I use um a com- combination of Illustrator, Photoshop, and swearing. Nah, forget um, that. I so the thing- hate these programs. Um, this- I would like to remove uh Adobe. CS6 from my computer completely and replace <laughs> all the functions because there's so much shit in that package and you know the university goes to the trouble of paying for it I'd like to not use it at some point in time <laughs> so the feedback on it is don't buy this don't spend mm. all this money just to help us out in other ways uh, okay yeah so-, so check it out and basically it has all these templates so you can design your own stuff uh, th- I mean the way they make their money is um, if you want to get additional photos. They've got a whole bunch of free stock photos and not like okay. the awful ones, but then they have an additional library of stock photos, an additional library of icons that you can pay. If you want to put them in, it's one US dollar per, per okay, thing. Okay, so basically it's a platform that allows you to buy licensed content, but it also lets you stick things together to make a... Essentially, yeah. But the good okay. thing is, if you have your own images or if you have your own stuff, you can import that in. And that's okay. That's good. And it's yours, yeah. So check it out. Um, I've started making a few things within Canva, and um, it's dead easy, and the stuff looks great. Fantastic. Um, yeah. what do you use for cloud storage? Dropbox. Yeah, me too. Um, yeah. I had a friend that worked there, and I got a ton of free space, so I would oh, switch sweet. to something else if I didn't do that um, what do you use for project planning do you use a Gantt chart or an org chart of anything uh, for project planning I use uh, OmniFocus OmniFocus don't know yeah. that one it is um, yeah I mean it's a, it's one of those things that is very flexible that you can use it for a simple to-do list or you can do really sort of broad uh, broad projects I've actually been sort of you know flip-flopping around with what I've been I used to use Asana and mm-hmm. that was that was an online project planner. It just didn't quite click. That was good in the sense that it was really easy to actually invite other people. So if you had a large team, mm. you could uh, invite them on. You can delegate tasks. But something just didn't quite click with okay. um with that. So it's it's not a bad option. But uh, for, and gone... for workflow stuff, obviously, we both use the hell out of Slack. Yes, I try yes. to use Slack. I am absolutely addicted to this as far as work stuff goes um if you're not familiar with it you should be by now because they actually have ads on the normal television in the united states they? yes they do you can Fire. watch it watch the two i don't watch any commercial tv at all we don't have one i watch things on the internet because it's the year 2016 not 1955 <laughs> um but my our friends in philadelphia had a television and i saw more ads uh in the memorial day weekend than i have in the Mm. previous six months and once i was very interested because in between all the the ads for floppy dicks and burgers um and if you think that's an exaggeration you should actually watch american television it's like sticking your head in a sewage pipe um 
there was an ad for Slack on one wow. of the channels. Now, Slack is a it is a combination of for people who don't use it, uh, Dropbox, IRC, and Instant Messenger for Workspace. You can also make yeah. phone calls on it now as well, but we never bother. Um, so it is uh, you you message people either directly or in a channel, and the channels are designed around individual workflows where you exchange information. Mm. Um, you can upload documents. Uh, obviously, you can upload any file, any photo. You can maintain people's uh, subscriptions to different sorts of channels so you can manage mm. who gets to see what and how it all works. Um, it also means everything's in the same place, organized by topic. So if, you, if we have a, a project... The project will generally have its own channel, and when the paper's accepted, there's nothing we need out of the channel anymore, so the channel's scrubbed out of the slack. Mm. It's still there in some archives somewhere, but um, it's gone from the thing, so you clear it out of your workspace. Oh, it's it's completely changed how I've done research and how I collaborate, um, not yeah. only just with single people like, like yourself and the papers we've worked on, but my team here in Oslo um, basically have a rule is that um, if we're talking to each other internally, we're using Slack. The only yep. time we use email is um, if we're emailing someone sort of... Uh, I use uh, email app. to forward other people's email who should have the decency <laughs> to Slack me in the first place. Also for talking to the world, email yeah. for me is... Like well, people actually... you know, turn up out of wherever and they want to have a conversation. That's what email's for. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Just it's good to separate those things. But I've actually seen a lot of people set up Slack channels uh, more as almost like an email address. If you want to start talking about a topic, people just kind of chime in and and do that. But yeah. no, it's been fantastic, and it's free. For... Uh, yeah, it's free to certain teams and certain sizes and stuff. But if you've got an yeah. organizational plan, uh, you need to pay a lot more money. But you know, mm. if you've got a top line, then that's not a problem. It's a business expense. Yeah, um, and it's fun too. Hmm? It's fun. It's oh. It, well, considering you talk to me in it all day, I wouldn't think it would be fun. <laughs> no, but I mean, email, you have to put in a subject header. You have to say hello if you're trying to be polite. You have to have a sign-off. Oh. You have to do all these things. Um, okay. Slack, you just hop on and you just, just hop talk. on and smash it. Oh, well, that's charming. Um, yeah. It's nice to know you're trying to be polite. Um, last one. Uh, what about, uh, obviously, whatever recording software you use is specific to the equipment. It's all uh, hardware comes with software. So yeah. whatever is with a thing is the thing. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that uh, been no, uh, 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 experimental presentation software, which I assume you still need. What do you um, use? I use a prime and I hate it. Yes. Um, a prime so is that, shit. So if you're I'm, listening out there, you can, you can hashtag them in whatever filthy <laughs> Twitter business you end up pushing them out. You can tell them, I think that your, your software, your software has herpes. Basically your software it's, is herpes. Maybe not plural herpes. Your software is a herpy. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's that's me we've... communicating with the world. <laughs> it's uh, it's what we've used in the um in the scanner. It's one of those things that we've used it. It's stable, so we just keep using it. Yeah. However, outside of the scanner, um, we still continued using it. But now I am teaching myself to use PsychoPy for experimental presentations. Yeah, that's another good benefit of moving to Python. I still mm. use Inquisit, which uh, because I started off using it in my masters, it's a little bit clunky. Um, I don't mind I've it. Got, I've got 
yeah, it's 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 fine. Um, you can do if you know what you're doing, you can do relatively sophisticated experiments. Obviously, for uh, heart rating, nervy sorts of things, the mm. TTL signaling stuff is very good. It's very accurate. So sure. we managed to we were getting we were getting sub millisecond timing coming out of it. I only say it worked to a millisecond, but you know it was coming out ridiculously good. Yeah. Um. Obviously, I haven't had to run an experiment like that in a while, but I still have the software current, and um, I've done other work in it for people, etc., etc. Um, mm. What else? The only last specific thing is probably QBIOS, which is an HRV-specific analysis package that I'm assuming you use sometimes when the need yeah. arises. It's, yeah, just, so it's more convenient. It's easier than other things. I know. It s- doesn't crash. Super convenient. So I either use that or acknowledge which comes with AD Instruments. AD that's Instruments, there. yeah. Yeah, so that's, um, that's, that's some good software, um, particularly when it comes to... Um, it's got some you know, good you know, signal processing stuff, not as specialized as other software, but uh, it's a good jack-of-all-trades type, uh, type approach. Um, but yeah, but QBIOS is great. Open it up, import your, import your individual data and wait. Yeah, I think they're um, presently... Hang on, hang on. Acknowledge is Biopack, just one thing. No, yeah. that's my mistake. You were right. They are Biopack, right. not AD Instruments. Yeah, uh, no, you're right. Yeah, it's... Um, I don't use it normally, but if I move to Biopack hardware, I'll have to. All right, yeah. now, the point of all of this is all the stuff that we've just said is we don't even work in particularly... It's not heavy-duty technical fields a lot of the time, but we've just named about 20 individual pieces of software. And if you took away any one of them, it would make thing, It would make your life fairly difficult. So that's a pretty good testament to if you want to actually run your own research, if you want to boss your own results and collect your own stuff, mm. um, if you're anywhere out of the really boggo end of the write things down on a piece of paper social sciences, you very quickly end up having a little sideline set of skills in using other stuff. And I'm sure there's another 50 pieces of software that we've used at some point. If you ended up being stuck back in front of it, you could use it again. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the framework I think you've got to think about this stuff. It's now its own skill set thing. And at any point in time, you could be on a project or offered a job or whatever else where someone says, can you use ABC? And you don't necessarily have to know how to use it. But in my opinion, you have to be able to figure out how to use it quicker than they can figure out that you don't know. (laughs) That's gold. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, and the, the more things that you've had to start using from scratch, the more stuff you've had to figure out, the easier that's going to be. Should we yeah. take a break? Let's do it. Break. Welcome back to the Everything Hurts podcast, episode 15. I am still the partially functional Dr. James Heathers, and sitting in the chair on the other side of the world is the largely constructed of herring corpus of Dr. Daniel Santiago Quintana. Quintana. Yeah. Nailing the pronunciation. <laughs> uh, uh, I had a, a someone told me the other day, um, you guys are really Australian. Really? And uh yeah, yeah. Um 
and oh god who was it i can't remember uh yeah so well it's a thing um you know it takes me takes me back i feel a lot more australian all of a sudden to hear you scummy people talking together and i thought (laughs) what a terrible thing to say about my well-rounded radio voice yeah is it because you sound you sound australian yeah (laughs) thanks chief no worries anyway mick dundee the scientist here We can't. We can't turn it on. Beer. Oh, we can't. I've got a donk. Was it? No, it's a gun. He doesn't need a gun because he's got a donk. Never mind. I remember you've Crocodile got an, D better you, than you. What? You've gotten a few more horror story emails, haven't you? Um, I yeah yeah. I've always got a few horror story emails in the kick. Um, yeah. So I think the second the second half horror, the second Do half it. horror. Is this going to become a thing? It could be. Um. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. It's sufficiently anonymized. This is a good one. Um, right here we go. This is from a uh, an excerpt from a broader, an excerpt from a broader thing. But it definitely counts as a as a horror story. Uh, these are some of these are uh, when I I get these. So some of them are told to me. Mm. Some of them are emailed to me because I've asked for them. Uh, if mm. you have any academic horror stories, please send them to me. Um, not just because I they make... No, I'm not going to say that. They don't make me laugh at all. Um, I think they're useful for other people to know. It puts the job of academicizing in perspective. Mm. Anyway, um, this is a story from a guy's PhD. All right, from my, my faculty and supervisory team were quite happy to employ me as a casual tutor and lecturer to such an extent that my paid work left no time for study or any semblance of work-life balance. These same people were surprised when I had to extend my candidature in order order to get my thesis done properly. Also, my supervisor went on leave for a year without telling me first, and he was the only person in the faculty with direct knowledge to my topic. Same supervisor had no real concept of deadlines or punctuality, getting Feedback on draft chapters took months. He didn't see the big deal with finishing in the mandated time frame or understand that I had to work to live. I complained that work left too little time for writing and he suggested I take six months unpaid leave. Maybe I was Oof. the first student of his that wasn't independently wealthy. To be fair, he knew the topic very well, but he would never, ever get tenure if he was starting out now. Far out. Just take six months off. No worries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's not even eat ramen as though, you know, live in a tree. Yeah. Mm. Whatever. Ah. Whatever you like. Yeah. That's, um, you know, people are... One of the, the problems with this in general is that the there are an enormous amount of vocal academics. I mean, you have to, especially in science, um, you have to communicate things a great deal. Part of your job involves external communication. Mm. Um, so there's an awful lot of people talking about problems like this who are on the internet who decry such behavior Mm, this and that and everything should be fixed the problem is not the people that you do see the problem is the people that you don't see the problem is a faculty that's got three vocal members of the open science community who've got a Twitters, who've got a Facebookians who, who do the thing who are externally committed to an ideal of you know, PhDs should constitute training. Um, working with people should not constitute fucking them over. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone works to their mutual benefit. 
uh, up the republic, go science, etc., etc. You've got three people like that, and you've got 80 people who have absolutely no broader engagement whatsoever, who could range from fantastic people with no interest engagement to total trolls. Mm. So, you know, I'd try and figure that out before I had a professional relationship with anyone. It's um, no I, more I collaboration. It. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> I, I, I saw a survey online. Um, I mean, that's already a biased survey, but it was asking the question. Um, you know, thinking about the colleagues in in your department, um, do they think um that there's a replication crisis in psychology? Um, you know, it's either yes, there's a crisis. Um, no, there's no crisis. Or or see, what are you talking about? What do you mean? And uh, there was about 20% had the response of, yeah, I spoke to a few colleagues and they're like, what is this thing you're talking about? This replication crisis. It just, <laughs> yeah. So many people are just incredibly, uh, incredibly out of the loop. Um, and, you know, typically these things would be communicated within, uh, within journals, but journals are slow like molasses. So only now are journals starting to talk about um, you know, that there's that special issue in BMC psychology, which is, I think, uh, I think it's not finished, but there's a lot of articles that are coming out, um, which are, um, which are talking about, uh, the, <laughs> there's a fly that's landed on the, um, on the, on the, the webcam camera. Yeah. That's why. That's oh, why that's get... what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was the internet being difficult. No, 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 no. Or, or, or you just, you're getting, uh, you know. Fucking, it's you... huge. Yeah, it's it's, it's a Let fucking socialist flight. Get it Let out of here. It's overfed. But, but BMC Psychology are doing a special issue. So journals are starting to take notice about uh, the rep- replication crisis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but typically, we learn about this stuff because we are we are online. We are on the internet. Uh, I've got a few colleagues here who um, who are hardly you know other than work and email. They're not online. They don't have a Facebook account. And uh, a part of me is like, that's that's awesome. But another part of me is like, yeah, but you're, you're missing out on. You know, communicating with other people. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, you can't you can't force people. Um, no. Well, I mean, you can, but uh, we we have no <laughs> facility to. People can be forced. No, but you can, you can tell. Like I know, um, I was reading a book about um, the New York Times have basically forced their journalists to um to go on Twitter. And um, it, it, this is not a policy that that's sort of an official policy, but mm. people have figured it out that um, there are, there are some journalists that are on their own free will there. They're tweeting regularly. Yeah. I've noticed a few journalists that once a week they'll just do just a very cursory tweet, interesting link, post, and they'll disappear. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back again. You and know, you that's know the seventy-year-old editor in the corner, <laughs> and they're doing that. Um, so you know you you can force people, but it's it's very transparent that people are being people are being forced. Um. Yeah. Eh. Well. Um. That's enough. That's enough dancing through the horror for one day. Yeah. Let us uh let us return to software and sensible statements about it. Hmm. Do you ever feel left out? Because you use uh, Satan's platform. <laughs> You're talking about the uh, uh, the Mac OS X. Are you ever? <laughs> are you, do you ever find yourself uh, cross-eyed, impotent, uh, crippled, ugly? Uh, I've, 
A few years ago, yeah. Um, specifically because Cubios wasn't actually um, uh, on the Mac. Now it is, but before it wasn't. Okay. Um, so, and the only other... S- yeah, and that's it. All the software that I use now um, has a Mac equivalent. Um, mm. So, no. There's... Um, at the moment, there hasn't been a time where I'm like, gee, I wish I was on Windows. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, well... I've never, I have, I have Mac OS stuff, but it's not, uh, it's not a work thing. Yeah. I have a pod and a pad, but I use it mainly, uh, mainly cause I, <laughs> mainly cause they were free. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I've uh, nothing, research, nothing, though? nothing specifically until it comes to real, really specific things. Yeah. Um, the, the pod is for, um, the pod is for uh, heart rate recording and the mm. pad, it was, uh, the pad is a. A research tool, as much as I use it to read research, a yeah. lot of the time, it's my yeah. uh, it's my reading thing. Um, damn, I think we've. Uh, I can't think of anything else I regularly use. There must be a, a dozen other things that I've I've got Look, that have there, some occasional use. Do you have anything there, else on the list there? Yeah, there's there's one thing that I use because um, we've we've got a, we've already got a ton of links to shove out. We might as well have a few more. Put a few more out there. Yeah. There's one thing that I use. It's more of a utility. It's called uh, 1Password. And not only is it a bit of... Oh, yeah. That's not not software, but I have a similar thing called LastPass. Yeah, very similar. So, as well as storing your passwords, it can also generate um, very long and impossible to crack passwords but the most important thing is it actually helps you store different passwords you know every week you hear a story you know database hacked i actually saw a story today myspace hacked and i'm like is, is this an article from 10 years ago but apparently people are still using myspace but i, I think um and one thing that we've briefly spoken about before is uh, is papers which is something that i use regularly this papers. is for, yeah i keep yeah. meaning to go and organize all my papers and yeah. i keep not organizing <laughs> my papers the good thing about papers is that if you if you say this is my papers folder it'll actually go through and attempt to pull the dois from all the papers and um, get all the metadata for you yeah that so, I, that i like yeah, so that is really cool. And then you can use that for citations. So you're writing it as well as having the software to actually look at the papers, highlight, put notes on, whatever. Then you can use that exact same software to uh, format your citations in your paper as well. So very mm. handy. And yeah, you can sync, is, sync up with your um, with your iPad good. and and do all that kind of stuff there. So, so yeah, big uh, big fan yeah. of papers. Yeah. Uh, actually, we left we completely left out citation managers, didn't we? Um all right, yeah. I'll say I'll say 5 and then you can tell me uh you can tell me first whether or not you've used them and if you have whether or not you like them. So, one is papers. Yes. Cuz this is something we've got far too much experience with. Uh two yeah. Zotero. Uh used it a long time ago, stopped using it. I don't know why. It's probably gotten better, but I don't know. Uh, almost exactly the same answer here. I used it a while ago, hated it, wanted it to get in the sea, um, got very angry with it, stopped using it. Three, EndNote. Uh, yeah, I use it sometimes. Um, my whole library is in there um, and it's what collaborators use. So it's a 50-50 between papers and EndNote. Yep. And it's gotten better, I have to say. Yes, um, it has yeah. been dramatically improved. Um, the universities, uh, the, 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 first, I found the first platform that's the first one to convince universities to buy site licenses, a lot of the times yeah. the one that wins. 
Yeah. So, you know, the, the moment that it's available to you and the software functionality is good and there's support and you get it for free from the university, it's the, at that point in time, it starts to do very well. Also, the ones that are most international soonest. So mm. I'm in the same situation with uh, EndNote. Um, I have a reasonable library into it. Um, I'm not as careful with keeping my citations together as you. Um, because you've done it for years and got into good habits and I've not done it for years and got into really <laughs> fucking terrible habits uh, four, read cube um, never used it I really wanted to like read cube and I, down- I got very excited about it and downloaded it and tried to make it work yeah. when we uh, when it came out the first time uh, it didn't work at all. I mean, at all. I emailed uh, people for support, and they gave me advice. It was of absolutely no use whatsoever. I had another go a year later, and it continually failed to do its job, and I became very quickly disillusioned with it. But considering it was supposed to be new, fancy, etc., mm. etc., et um, it drove me absolutely bonkers when it didn't work. So I don't think I'll go back to it because I think it is awful. What what about Mendeley? Never used it. I've never used it, but I've heard a lot of good things. Mm. And they seem to be, you know, constantly updating. Um they've got like an iPad app and uh no, I've heard I've heard good things about it, but I'm yet to use it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe if I've got to choose a platform. It's free from memory, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing with these things. Like once you sort of um, get started with it, it's very hard to unless you you know something a lot better comes along. You've already put a lot of uh, a lot of time into adding and curating and just just getting getting used to how the program actually works. So if yeah. you jump onto something else, it's a bit of a, a bit of a time commitment. So no, I'm 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 quite happy going between um, most at least definitely for reading uh, papers um, and um, and then for for referencing um, you know switching between that and EndNote. Sure. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, Actually, is, is there, there is a group of a group of things, and it's it's funded by a, a philanthropic organization or something. Am I getting that confused mm, with something else? No, I'm pretty sure Mendeley has now been bought by one of the big publishers. Oh, fantastic! Z- Zotero um, was the one which is, uh, I think, you're talking about. But there is another piece of software um, which is um, this is this is more for word processing. It's called Manuscripts, and it is made. Oh, now I don't know this one at all. Yeah, so this one is specifically made for writing manuscripts. It's got its own citation manager. Actually, no, it works hand in hand with um, it works hand in hand with papers. It's designed to, um, and uh, basically it is specifically designed for writing manuscripts so it's word processing takes away okay. all the st- all the stuff you don't need from word when it comes to writing manuscripts yep. and um is just designed for that so i've tried a demo Ooh, and it works with papers huh yeah yeah so i tried a demo uh a month a, f- a few months ago and i was i was pretty impressed and i think they've been uh updating it so i'll have to i'll have to check uh, it out again it's a paid yeah. it's a paid thing it's obviously yeah, designed but to kick into mm, but they have a they have a trial from 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 what i what i remember um but yeah it's, it's cool i like that people yeah. who have it's actually not gone particularly expensive it's 40 dollars for a lifetime license that's pretty um, I think, yeah yeah 
which means if you wrote three big manuscripts in it, you'd know whether or not you liked it. So it looks like they're betting on the fact that it's better than other things, which gives me a certain amount of confidence, but it's very difficult yeah. to tell. People, do, yeah. between different areas, you, your needs change a lot for manuscripts you need to produce. Mm. I think this has been this has been one of those sort of very solid meat and potatoes boring episodes. There's no, but it's people good. Like might this... find this useful. Um, but yeah, I think we should make an effort next time to be more scandalous and unpleasant. <laughs> I think you in particular should make more of an effort the next time to be more scandalous and unpleasant. I'll just list all my grievances. Um, y- yeah, that's a that's a good start. <laughs> what what really uh, what really grinds my gears or what, oh, we can, uh, what, we... what really chuckles my penny or whatever the hoary expression you use for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh have I ever actually made you properly angry? I don't think I have. Uh, no, not, 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 not proper angry. God, damn it, I just... Oh, I'm so bad at I'm just, this. Oh. Yeah, I'm one step ahead. But you're, we one, will, uh, you're one step ahead by staying zen all the time. Yeah. Oh. But we will, um, we will wrap up the episode for now. We've spoken about a lot of pieces of software and we will uh, post all of them on our episode notes, but also our yeah. Facebook page as um, well. All the and ones that um, uh, all the ones that uh, I didn't like. I'd like you to uh, hashtag them with the specific <laughs> quotes that I used about uh, their awful software or utilities. Yeah, let them let them know. Uh, but yes. we'll, we'll we'll put that all uh, online. But um, that uh, we've run out of time and. Uh, that is all we have for today and uh yeah we will uh see you next time we will indeed bye for now